What's up, everybody? Welcome to Building Our Power. This is Gabby and KT. And we're back with another episode. You follow us on social media at Building Our PWR. Um, also, if you would like to donate to what we're doing in our community uh, with stocking our local community fridge as well as distributing propaganda, uh, be sure to hit the, the, the link in our description. We've been uh, working with that $1,000 donation for about a month now, and we're about on our last couple hundred dollars. I think we got like 150 left. So we're going to spend that uh, for next week. We really want to focus on uh, getting like hand warmers and some uh, hats and scarves and stuff like that because it's about to get real cold uh, very soon. So if you would like to help us with that, uh, feel free to donate, as I said. All right, guys, today we're going to be talking about a couple different things. We're going to talk about that master class. We're going to talk about passivism and, and some other things as well. All right, so, KT, uh, I think you wanted to start the discussion on passivism. Yeah, so uh, more recently, I've been seeing a lot of people uh, come up with these organizations, which basically is just their way of holding hands with the government. Uh, And so I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about how being passive in any way, any sense at all, is not going to get us out of capitalism. The ruling class, the elite the upper class doesn't know anything outside of violence. And that's how they keep people in check is through violence themselves. So how do you guys expect to hold hands with these capitalists, with these people, and get out of capitalism? So what is what is passivism or passive resistance that we're talking about? This is going to be... Uh, a protest, a strike, um, going to your boss and creating a union. That's going to be passive resistance. And personally, I don't know about Gabby, but I don't believe that that's going to be anything that's going to push us or even get us in the right direction at all. Um, If anything, that is creating almost like a, a treaty with the enemy, Passive resistance tells us that we must be the change we want to see. And honestly, this it's just that's not possible. It's not possible to be the change you want to see when your daily life is just abuse. Your daily life is suffering, right? So Sure, maybe if I was a capitalist, maybe if I did have money, I would be able to be the change I want to see within capitalism. But it's just not possible as someone who's constantly having to experience violence on a daily basis, either as a poor person, as a black person, as a queer person within capitalism. Um, But what do you think, Gabby? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you got to look at it from the capitalist uh, point of view, like even... Uh, with, you know, these strikes and stuff that's been going on, like even look at Kellogg and stuff like that, they would much rather have people strike. Um, you can see they're already threatening to, to fire those workers, um, and they've already been replacing them with scabs. They would much rather have you uh, do a strike or a boycott than to be over there destroying some stuff. Burn down the building. They would much rather you do a protest, the government would, than you, you know, destroying property. 
um, or stealing things from stores and everything else. Like they want, that's what they want because that's not really a threat. Like with these boycotts and strikes, they'll give in, um, pay these people a couple extra thousand dollars, which is nothing to them. They won't even see it in their bottom line. And they'll go on about their business. They'll continue to exploit and stuff like that. So I really think that anybody at this time in 2021 that is still saying that passivism will get us to where we need to be. I understand if they're saying just passivism just for right now, just so some people can live a little bit more comfortably right now. I get that. The people that are actually saying and believing that through strikes, boycotts, and unions that we're going to get to a, ca- a communist society eventually, they are, they already have they're lying, power. they're lying, and they're not, they're leading you to a path of, of, of destruction, if you ask me. Yeah, I was going to read um, this thing that I saw in the Anarchist Library, and I'll link it down below, but it's interesting. So it says... Uh, one of the things that the Nazis did was make it so that at every step of the way, it was in the Jews' rational best interest to not resist. Many Jews had the hope, and this hope was cultivated by the Nazis. That is, if they played along. Following the rules laid out by those, rather get an ID or you would rather resist and possibly get killed. Would you rather go to a ghetto reserve reservation or whatever, or would you rather resist and possibly get killed? Would you rather get on a cattle car, or would you rather resist and possibly get killed? But I'll tell you something important. The Jews who participated in the Warsaw ghetto uprisings, including those who went on what they thought were suicide missions, had a higher rate of survival than those who went along. Never forget that. And I think that's something that is important for us to remember, that uh, the path of least resistance or the path of uh, reform, it's long-term, it's not going to be good for us. Long-term, we're just going to continue to get even more police state. Long-term, we're going to even continue to be poor. The capitalists are going to be more rich and the poor are going to be more poor. Long term, if you don't resist now, if you don't stand up now and you stop being passive, that's what it's going to be like. It's just going to, we're literally going to die in, in capitalism. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. Yeah. And not comparing our situation to the Holocaust because obviously it's no, not even not. close no, no, no. to what those people went through. But there, it is a similar premise. And I'll, I'll just take from my perspective as a black person, that's that's usually what we get. And you can even see that, like, with, with instances of police brutality, um, people will say, well, if you just comply, you won't die. And we see that you yeah. will still die regardless. If a uh, police, if a cop wants to kill you, he'll do it regardless. So uh, there's things like that. And even you just think about the plight of black people in general. Um, so we've done the game 90s in the aughts where there wasn't any humongous, well, 90s, yeah, but in the aughts there wasn't just huge, um, uh, civilian uprisings or nothing like that, and our quality of life actually got worse up on the Obama, and we are where we are right now. So, either way, we know now 
we know if we would have last year or the year before with those civilian uprisings, if if for whatever reason that momentum would have stayed and the state was fearful of of property being burnt up, of people not going to work, of of a mass civilian unrest, you probably could have got some concessions done. At, at least a couple concessions done. You probably could have got some old stimulus checks. You probably could have got maybe an increase in minimum wage. Something. Um, but now we have nothing. I and I don't know if we would, though. I think, like, if, if it would have continued, we would have had to, like, gone past the point of, like, destroying capitalism. But I don't think that would have happened because they started integrating, like, all of these liberals into the movement. No, but that's really what I'm quickly. saying. I'm saying if that would not have been allowed. Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah. you notice, here's the thing what happens. Whenever there's riots, whenever there's, quote-unquote, violence or rioting, that's when you get the liberals coming over there and being like, well, you know, that's not all of Black Lives Matter. And there were some other people that were coming in to infiltrate Antifa. That's not really what we represent. So you had people trying to take over the narrative and saying, this is not what we want. You had the liberals coming over and telling people, this is not really what we want. This is what the other people want. But if we were actually to say, actually, this is what we want. Because it's the only way you listen and we're going to keep doing it until certain demands are met. Obviously, you need to have an organized group of people to do that. But you would actually have more leverage. Because the only thing these people care about is the capital. They care about their land. They care about their profits. They care about this real estate. They care about the stocks and bonds. That is it. They don't care nothing about you going outside and walking with the sign. Nothing. At all. That's why it they'll join you. Them. That's why they'll join you. That's why they'll sponsor it. They'll they'll encourage it. That's why they'll give you money to help to hold a panel on it. Which By the brings way. us to uh this conversation on the doggone master class. Mm. This and it was actually kind of coincidental because I literally did that before was just talking to KT about Cornell West and how like, I'm starting to get real confused about my brother. Because um, he seemed to, you know, go on platforms and speak with people that are just uh, questionable and outright unethical and outright racist, in my opinion. And I understand, you know, you want to go to different platforms and spread a specific message. But then I had to be like, okay, what message are we spreading right now? Okay, you've been on Jimmy Dore forced to vote okay that was cool he was over there with the people's party he was over there on uh joe rogan he was over there with tim black he was over there with fred hampton left this you over here with all these people talking what are you pushing like we know you're about radical love and radical this and you're against anti-imperialism and all that stuff but are you doing the work to fight that besides just talking about it we have collectively a couple hundred dollars maybe that I could take from some savings or something and give to a couple people and that will last like, what, a month? You get millions of dollars mm-hmm. from each speech, millions of dollars from book deals, millions of dollars uh, from tenures at universities and, 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 and other news channel stations. And you over here just still talking about Obama and imperialism and this stuff. What are you doing, sir? 
What are you doing? Are you helping us? There are people that are on the ground, people that are trying to educate, people that are trying to help. Are you giving the money to us so that we can do it? Because you ain't finna do it. And so we were talking about that. And then the next day, that masterclass came out. And uh, I was shocked. So it's it's Angela Davis on this, Cornell West on this, Kimberly Crenshaw on it. It's that girl from the 1619 Project that was, uh, what, she had that thing that was sponsored by Wells Fargo or whoever. Um, And I was like, okay, what is this? I saw the first quote and I said, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Hold on. It said, black love is the force that makes you believe in American democracy. Even when American democracy hasn't believed in us. What does that mean? So. What does that mean? Black love. Okay, now that's become a capitalist term. What the hell? So, me being in love with a black person. What does that have to do with America? Like, I'm I'm confused. Uh, what does that have to do with this murderous, uh, racist ass state that, that is continuing to murder me? Me being in love and having sex with a black person. Somebody bring it home. And then even then I'm like, okay, master class. What are y'all teaching about? Okay, cool. Uh, teaching about black history. Great. Love it. You're connecting, uh, slavery to where we are today. You're connecting uh, Jim Crow and stuff to where we are today and the inequalities. Cool. Bet. Um, after that, what, uh, what's going on? Are we connecting it to capitalism? Are we saying that, you know, capitalism is the, the rooting, uh, uh, little machine behind all this? Are we trying to figure out how we're going to destroy it? Hell no. What is this? When you get down to the nitty gritty, you pay $180 a month to get an anti-racism class that's just saying that black folks have been through some shit, and they still going through some shit, but the thing that's going to save them and the thing that's going to help them is black people loving each other and white people not being racist to them, and we can solve all the problems in the world. Again, pacifism, though. You, you Pacifism, exactly. It, it brings it right back to that because that's really what it's about. It's really about, okay, well, let's just hold hands and teach white people X, Y, and Z, and then they're not going to be racist pieces of shit. And that's just not fucking true. It's just not true. We know that. We know that. And and that that segue, that reminds me of, you know, me and KT are are reading Women, Race, and Class by Angela Davis. And she was talking about uh, the abolitionist movement, which was led by a lot of white women, and how, you know, they were against slavery or whatever the hell, but they were still racist as fuck. And they didn't want uh, black women to be in their schools and shit like that. They didn't want Sojourner Truth to talk at the stuff. And they knew they knew right, uh, slavery was bad. They knew the conditions of slavery. They knew the way black people were being treated. They had the knowledge. They even, quote unquote, were fighting for the black people. But when it came down to the nitty gritty... Were they really ready to make that radical structural change to get black people to where they needed to be? And I don't think so. And that's where we are right now. People think they can read an anti-racism book. People think that they can go to a couple workshops and then racism is going to be eradicated through education. That's the thing. See, they're not teaching 
they're not when you don't have an economic thing up under there when you don't connect it to uh capitalism and and white supremacy and shit like that when it's just like well the country was racist at one point and the country still is kind of racist because of some stuff in the past it makes people think literally like some people do now that if you just put the right people up in there then everything will be good and that's not true. And so what hurt my heart was seeing Angela Davis on there and Cornell West. These people supposed to be left there, supposed to be socialists and stuff like that. And y'all are not putting the call to action in there to say that none of this shit will change ever. If capitalism is still here and if the structure of white supremacy is still here and all that shit, this is just a glorified little, I don't know. And and it hurt my heart. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think, um, I think it's sick. Like, sick in the way, like, you're literally, I talked about this on Twitter earlier this week, but you're literally taking suffering of your own your own fucking people and using it commodifying it making it something uh commercial so it can be exchanged on the market right like this is something that uh black people have experienced forever we know that that this is something that's literally been happening for decades and you're taking what has been happening instead of providing it free uh, to people and say hey let's rise up and make this difference or hey let's rise up and and let's end what's currently happening to us and you're making it inaccessible via funds for people yeah and and that's that's really elitism that's what that elitism academic type yeah and that's what i want to get into it's neoliberalism and that's how they have that's how capitalism has evolved uh i was looking at something from the aapr a african people's People's revolution yeah yeah and so they were talking about the commodification now of everything yes literally everything is commodified every Every part of yourself you could possibly think about. Your race, your gender, your shoe size, your body type. Everything is commodified now. Everything is sold and packaged to you in some way. And this is just, this is the way that it goes. Talking about uh, taking the trauma of people, mainly uh, poor working class people, and repackaging it up and selling it so that you can get rich off of it and educate some uh, rich white people so that they can feel better about themselves. You're providing a service to them, but how is this helping the poor working class people that this is about? It's not. How many people are going to be changed in the the black community from from this master class being... being, uh, being uh, produced. So, uh, somebody on Twitter said that a lot of these liberals or neoliberals, their politics is more or less like a, aha, gotcha, to conservatives. And I feel like this is kind of what it is. It's kind of like a reaction to the conservatives saying, hey, we don't need CRT or we don't need this. This is just a way for them to re- repackage it and market it back to people. Poor people who have no money to begin well, with. Well, it's not, it's not marketing to poor people Well, at all. I mean, to, but that's who's going to be looking at it. No, they're, it's you not. No, because who knew about the master class? Who for to pay $200 for that bullshit? Yeah, nobody. Nobody. And, and. Here's the thing, too, about, you know, the liberals and them being so reactionary. Here's the thing. Conservatives are just so bottom of the barrel. <laughs> they literally, 
for it's not even making sense to themselves no more. So for you to be in opposition to them does not mean that you're in the right. <laughs> it don't even mean that you are right. Y'all can both be wrong. So making that your whole personality trait, making that your whole brand, shitting on the uh, the conservatives or shitting on the libs, shitting on the shit libs, uh, that that don't mean that you actually about nothing, no way. Literally. And yeah, it's it's really really gross. And even think about this, like we're going on a tangent, but I'm just thinking about this whole thing of black trauma and black protest music and all this other shit. These corporations, billion dollar corporations, literally have artists that quote unquote make conscious music, quote unquote uh, make mu- make movies about black suffering and black death, and they profit from it. These corporations are literally funding our oppression and our suffering and pain. And at the end of the day, they end up making money off of it regardless. They end up making money off it two times, three times. These these uh, cable network places perpetuate these images and these racist-ass uh, stereotypes yep. and perpetuate inequality all the time. And then when you get shot and killed by a police officer, they're going to make even more money by showing it on TV five billion times and having a debate on it and doing a, a documentary on it it is capitalism has literally got to the point where I, you, you can't trust nobody really that's in no type of public spirit and that's making money off of this because everybody is making money off of the suffering everybody's making money off the grift everybody's making money off of anti-capitalism everybody's making money off of seeming like they won't change and uh, it's just weird like it, it's definitely like i don't know if you remember back like back in the day on tumblr they would have those blogs that are like late stage capitalism is weird and had like some really weird photographs and stuff but like this is not i mean this is late stage capitalism in like that sense like this is just weird yeah, yeah. it's just odd like you whenever you think about even if we think about literally Literally anything, like you were talking about earlier, anything a part of us, our shoe size, our hands, that can <laughs> literally be put on the internet and be sold for something. You know what that reminds me of? That Black Mirror episode. Remember that episode when they was in that, like, that alternate universe? They had to ride on the little uh, bikes and stuff. Yeah. And they had them game shows. Yeah. And then that guy ended up coming over there and was, like, about the... Uh, he was, like, fed up with the system. And he was like, these things need to change, yada, yada, yada. And then by the end of it, he became a part of that same system and was marketing himself as a revolutionary and somebody that was, you know, down to burn the system. But he was getting paid and I mean, he was that's, living That's literally that's where it. we are now. That is literally where we are now. And, yeah. And, and on that anti-capitalist thing, because there's something else we wanted to talk about. Anti-capitalism in itself has become a brand in that I literally see people say, yeah, capitalism is terrible, capitalism is then the third, and then on the next one be like, I see uh, I'm manifesting millions of dollars for my business. <laughs> I see people that say, yeah, capitalism is bad, you know, it's bad to work, yada, 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 and then they over here uh, pushing and peddling these little uh, get-rich-quick schemes and MLMs. So... 
that's why now it's like, and then these people, they can, they weasel into these leftist spaces because, you know, they agree with some things. And then it, it's just, it's so much, guys. I, I don't even know at this point. I don't, I don't know. I'm laughing because of uh, pain, but really, uh, we'll have to link her information in the in our description. But uh, somebody, this person that we're mutuals with on Twitter, basically said, "Y'all don't hate capitalism. Y'all just hate being poor." Yeah, and I agree with that. I agree with that one hundred percent. I agree with that, and it's like y'all. Y'all hate being poor and you hate not having any sense of power within the current system. Yep. If if yep. you, uh, and I, I look at like white leftist men, leftist quote unquote, who are really just right populist. But um, I look at them and I'm like, yeah, had your material conditions been different in any way since at all, like as far as money goes, you would have been a Nazi. You would have been literally, not even a Nazi, but you literally just would have been right of right. You would have been just like these uh, Joe Bidens up in the White House at this point. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. It's a wreck. That's it's the a thing. wreck. And I think that's, that is the reason that the anti-capitalism thing has been commodified. Because it's gotten to the point where you cannot be alive, living and breathing, and not think that something is going on that's wrong. And instead of uh, people being directed to uh, leftism and, you know, this communist, Marxist, Leninist theory, whatever type of theory over here on this side, they just kind of get co-opted up and taken to a sock them and taken to a progressive side. And they they just kind of in that little world or whatever. So we got to figure out how to... How to combat, get, combat all of these yeah. this this whole thing now this whole brand of 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 anti capitalism this whole brand of liberal activist quote liberal unquote. activism and all that stuff because it's a monster guys it is a monster what do y'all think about it in the uh go ahead and put it in the comments please and thank you we would be so happy to hear your information most of the time gabby and i we tell you all this every single time but we are always theorizing we're always thinking about new ways to look at things we're always uh burning down our theories and rebuilding them every single day all the time so if you have anything you want to add you definitely can I always put the only thing that we can really do is what we're doing right now. You got to go and you got to uh, start talking to people and, and start educating them about, you know, capitalism will not save you. Ain't no type of tax break, ain't no type of increase in minimum wage that's going to get you to where you need to be. Capitalism is exploitative and especially as black people, we will never be free up under this model. And so, yeah. We just got to be the loudest voice. We got to be the most consistent voice. We got to be the the voice that backs up what we believe. We 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 can't just talk about it. You see, there's people that's already talking. We got to be doing stuff materially that folks can see, and and that's why we got to. That's why we push that mutual aid thing. That's why we push that community engagement thing. Um, because that's really our only hope, guys. What I want to add is, um, don't let your ego get in the way either. We don't poor people. Poor people, black people, no, we don't need leaders, okay? Yeah. That's important. Do not call yourself an activist. Do not call yourself a leader of so-and-so-and-so. We don't need that. 
we need community work. We need communal living. We need communities coming together and helping each other, okay? So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's based off of principles. That's based off of uh, some type of structure. It's non-hierarchical because we don't need that. But, yeah, definitely. All right, guys. So, yeah, that's pretty much been our episode. We really just wanted to talk about just... The, the fuckery that's been going on. Because uh, it's, it's been ridiculous this week. Um, again, if you have anything you'd like to add in the comments, hit us up in the comments. You can hit us up on our social media at Building Guard PWR. KT up at KT underscore does art. Hit me up at Gabby's Music. Also, if you would like to help contribute to what we're doing in the community with the community fridge as well as the educating of the community, you can do that. Link is in the bio. Um, all right, this has been Gabby and Katie, and this is Building Our Power.